Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of the Custom Apparel Star- Startups Podcast. Couldn't remember when we were. Yeah, for a we're right today. The right Custom right Apparel oh Startups gosh. Podcast, aka the CAS Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson, and my name is Mark Vila. And today we're here to talk about prioritizing some marketing dollars. Yeah, the the idea is that you uh, find yourself with money. Yeah. Uh, you Shocking. know, may, maybe it's an income tax refund. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe um, you broke up with your girlfriend before the holidays and you have like two grand <laughs> laying around. You were going to spend, you had to cancel that vacation. Whatever it is, you know, we we want to help you prioritize six things mm-hmm. that, um, that we think you should do with available money for marketing. Well, so what actually happened was um, you had gone back and you had been listening to the custom apparel startups for some time. Mm-hmm. And you had read the episode about profit first. And last year, maybe you had a pretty good year, whether it yeah. was uh, a breakout year for you because you're a small business just getting started, yeah. or uh, maybe it was you know your third or fourth year and you're finally starting to see like a real dream coming true after yeah. putting in the hours for some time. Whatever it might be, you're in a position where you say, I want to market, I want to spend some money. Yeah. And I've been doing some things here or there. What am I? How am I going to prioritize the, my marketing budget? You know, that's um, and that's a really a great way to look at it because we, you know, we always draw parallels to our own business mm-hmm. businesses. And uh, Coldesi had, um, I think, one of its best years ever yeah, last year. It was a good it was year. A significantly great year. Um, digital heat effects. Um, you know, we hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. The new G4, the new Avance, you know, everything is going swimmingly for Cold Essay. So we also have the opportunity to reinvest. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at. So we figure we'd clue you in on it too. And what we, what we do here is what we talk about all the time on the Custom Apparel Startups podcast. Everything from paying attention to sales, to coming up with marketing plans, to looking at it as a business and not looking at it with, um, with feelings, you know, as, yeah, a, yeah, as yeah. if we're doing things, you know. Um, for our personal relationship, it's business. So with that, you have a marketing budget, hopefully already. If not, you're getting ready to start one. And this is the podcast that is gonna launch you on that. So here is how um, we've agreed we would prioritize money starting yeah. from dollar one. Yeah, dollar one. And um, and uh, you made the perfect, uh, I, I said, how much money are we talking about here? Yeah. And you kind of said, start at one and go till you run out. <laughs> um, and then after you've gone through here, you uh, at, at this point in time, I see you could spend your budget here. Yeah, this absolutely, is a, this, absolutely. This is a realistic, no matter what your size budget is, you can spend it all. Doing yeah, this. and after you're done with these six, and you can go off on tangents, or you can reinvest in the ones that work the best for you. Yeah, sounds okay. great. So let's start us off with number one. Number one is um, perfecting your online presence. Now, whether you are in an e-commerce or... Um, whether you have an information site, you don't sell things online, there's some basics to your online presence that kind of supersede your website. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is uh, making sure that your listing on Google My Business is amazing. Mm -hmm. I read a great stat the other day. I heard that um, 68% 
percent of all searches are local. Okay. Yeah. And the sense. and the most selected thing in a local search is your is the Google business listing on Google Maps. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So that is that that's a huge priority. And not everybody uses Google, believe it or not. Some people use Bing. And um, so you need to make sure Bing Places is up mm -hmm. to up to speed too. Yeah, and, and then this is gonna be true of um, anything else where you put yourself online to be found. So this yeah. is gonna be Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn. Yeah. Anything that you do that is um, outside of your website that, it, that are the core things that you need to have for your business. So you need to have a business listing. Like you said, someone's gonna go on their phone and go to Google or Bing or or uh, talk to their phone and yep. ask for a local embroidery shop or t-shirt shop or whatever it might be, and you need to be found. Yeah. And it'd be uh, it'd be a shame if somebody searched for you and they're a mile away from you and didn't find you. Right. And these they are, would have called you. Yeah. And and there. So don't look at these as just kind of this um, printing up a flyer kind of marketing. Mm -hmm. You know what you're doing is. There are things that need to be technically correct in all of these. You have to use the keywords that describe your business in your Google listing so people can find you. You have to do the same thing when you're setting up your Facebook profile. We've done podcasts on these, yeah. which you should definitely definitely pay attention to. But you know, if you feel like you're at your technical limits, you can also use that budget to hire someone to help. Yeah, right? and I think that's really where the budget comes in mind. Yeah, is that. Um, one example that just pops into my head because I looked down and I saw the Google My Business thing yeah. is um, Google gives you, the business owner, an opportunity to upload pictures of your business. So this can be free where you take your phone and you upload it directly into your Google profile. Yep. But you can also hire a photographer to come out yeah. and take amazing pictures of um, your product, your equipment, your store, uh, even if you don't have store, just a bunch of finished products or have photographers come out and take pictures of, um, maybe if you do youth sports, go yeah. out to the game and see if you can't get some of the pictures of the team taken, whatever it yeah. might be, that's some, some money that you can put into this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off script for a second. Okay, sure. Go for it. Custom t-shirt shops near me. All right. He's uh, picking up his mobile phone, Android device. Yep. Talking to Google. And probably the as soon as I get past the three ads, I'm at the maps, and um, there's an ad. Digital Heat Effect shows up, nice. okay. which is great. Uh, My Shirt Fund shows up. It's 1.3 miles away. There's a decent picture of the shirt that they might print, and then there's a picture of... Um, their office. It's a picture of the building from Google. From Google, right. So they haven't put anything into it. Imagine if I had just seen this picture, I would not have clicked on it. And do they have hours? They have hours. They the close number. at five. Um, it's unclaimed because it says claim it now. Yeah, so it's Even though it does have some reviews. It's got 57 reviews. So here's a great opportunity. This company, they've got 57 re reviews. They're at 4.8 stars. But there's there's really... They're not managing it themselves. No. Google there's... has done this. And this could be you. Yeah. Google uh, may find that your business exists through crowdsourcing people, users. Yep. And you can have an unclaimed business on Google, meaning that... That it's it's your shop, but you're not involved in it at all. Everything is pictures that Google took from their car or your customer or a customer of yours might have taken. Right, and the so. the next profile down, Tampa T-shirts, does have some beautiful pictures of their place. 
of their equipment, of some of the shirts that they've done. They do screen printing. They've got some screenshots for the website. Their profile is, is fully developed and it looks terrific. If I was just searching for a custom t-shirt, that's the company I would do business yeah, with. So, yeah, and that's what you want to be. Uh, the same is going to be for um, a Facebook. If you have a Facebook profile, you should do the same thing there. Yep. You have an opportunity for um, your image and your banner image on Facebook to look really well. So you can have a photographer or somebody good at Photoshop. You could pay for that if that's not your forte. Just because you're really good at designing t-shirts doesn't mean you're necessarily great at designing a Facebook banner or, right. or you're a great photographer. Right. So this is an opportunity to take some money and spend on that. Yep. And anything else where you've taken the time to put yourself, uh, if you've put yourself on uh, internet, Twitter, Waze or Yelp or Twitter or any of these places, you need to go ahead and technically get these things looking great or yep. uh, looking great and technically written well. So there's companies out there you can hire that can do this stuff. Yeah, um, or just you, read their reviews. You, you know? Yeah, you can you can definitely do that. Um, you can hit our podcasts and maybe you'll be a little bit prepared, more prepared to talk to the people that you hire. Yeah, right. Yeah, that sounds great. So um, now that you've done that, that now you, hopefully you say I'm good there. Yeah, right. Now, I'm done. Yeah, you know, now, I'm good there. I've already done that. I do want to reinforce that this is worth money. This is this is worth hiring a pro mm -hmm. if you are not you know super comfortable in doing it yourself. Yeah. Okay. I just want to point that out. Yeah, and you don't have to spend a ton of money to get somebody to do some of this stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like you know you're not going to spend much on that, and the next one you might spend a little bit more. Yes. Um, and that is your uh, your approach. Sure. So um, uh, perfect your e-commerce store or your online showroom, as we yeah, call it. Yeah, I like that. Um, which is just your website where you can't buy stuff. Right. Okay. Um, so, doesn't, sound as, doesn't sound as fancy as online showroom. Yeah. So, but if you have a website and all it is is it talks about your business and who you are, how to contact you, um, maybe it has some pictures or videos of things you've done, that's great. Yeah. Um, and it's great to have those. So if that, if that website or your e-commerce store is, for one, technically not right, Right. Meaning um, it's got errors in it. You can visibly see a part of the page is broken. Yep. You're Links. missing you're missing pictures. They don't always yeah. show up. If you if you can make your store show up in search mm -hmm. and the description under the listing doesn't really speak to you, you know, if it isn't really about your business or if it looks like something, because if you don't fill certain things in, then Google will randomly pull them from your website. Yeah. And display them. So you may have your you're the name of your business listed and your shipping policy is next. You know yeah. which you don't which you don't want. That's true. This is when you Google search, it'll say the name of the website, and then underneath it, there's a good, um, I don't know, 150 characters or something like that yeah. text. Depending on what device you're on, it's going to show a little bit differently. Um, so anyway, technically, make sure it's right. Also, when you go to your website, if you're going in Chrome or Firefox or one of those, you look in the top left corner next to where it says your website URL, yes. and there's usually some sort of a lock, and it should be locked and gray or black or something like that. If it's red or unlocked right. or it's got a big exclamation point, um, that means technically something is broken. Google and uh, the browsers deem your website is not fully secured. And that's going to go ahead and just bring down, uh, for one, the likelihood of you being found, and two, the likelihood of somebody trusting your business if they get there and they see a big exclamation point in the top left. Yeah, and you can tell sometimes, too, if you look at the address of your website, if it's got HTTPS mm -hmm. in front of it, uh, you can say that the S stands for secure. Um, and so if 
if Google has the opportunity to show two results, and one of them has been secured and one mm -hmm. hasn't, they will show the secured one yeah. first. And also, it's it's dirt simple to do. You call your host, yeah. and you give them a few dollars, and they will do that for you. Yeah, it's yeah. not so it's not like, trouble. Uh, GoDaddy, if yes. or something like that. Yeah. So. These are all technical things you want to make sure. Make sure nothing's broken, your site's secure, um, everything works right. You should go through and do a test of these things too. If you have forms that say contact me, fill them out real quick, test yeah. them out because they can break over time. Um, just because they worked last year doesn't mean that they're going to work today. As we well know. And, <laughs> and you should also, um, you know, if you should look at your websites on different browsers and different phones. Okay, it's great. So mm -hmm. everything has to, you know, most search now is done on the phone like I just did. So you you may sit at your desktop and everything looks fine on your website, but it may look funky on an iPhone mm -hmm. or on an Android phone or if someone is using a Fire, Firefox as a browser or Safari, then your website is displayed slightly differently and it's gotten to lately when we do a new page for the cold SE sites, we do two or three different versions mm -hmm. for different devices. Yeah, and you can go online and search for, um, you know, view my website and yeah. different browsers. And there's a bunch of tools out there that are free where you put in your website name and it will just mimic all the different browsers. And you can right. click in mobile devices and see that. That's a good technical thing to check. And, um, and well, there was something else. Oh. One of the things I want you to think about with that is oftentimes um, we look, you know, we look in the mirror or we look at our business or we look at our relationships and we see them as um, we don't see them from the outside, meaning that there's something wrong that we can't yeah. see because we look at it all the time. Right. So when you're looking at your website and even going above to number one, your Google My Business and such, when you're looking at this stuff, really dive in and say and think to yourself, compare yourself to another brand or another company. I like that. And just really say, is there something I wish I could would do different? You, you Does know, it look really, really you know, good? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the much more basic version. Sure. Um, if you did your website yourself and you're not a website, you're developer, then there's an 85% chance that your website is not attractive. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Because you're going to take a picture that you spent a long time working on. Mm -hmm. So it's the best picture you took in that four hour period you were working on it. Someone else is going to look at that and not have that emotional connection to the picture yeah. or the font that you pick. And, and, and you're gonna see it and, and like, I can't even read the text on that shirt. You know, so you really need to get an outside opinion on the look mm -hmm. and the feel um, and the images and the copy for your website to make mm -hmm. sure it's to make sure it's up to stuff. Yeah, and this is uh, something we're talking about um, spending some of your marketing budget. You know, some of it is just going to be fixing some technical things like yes. getting getting your site secure by paying for the security through your host provider or whatever that might be. Um, other things are code and things like that might be broken. Yeah, or you've got something through a GoDaddy theme or through WordPress or Shopify or one of these pre-built systems, Wix, where um, you don't necessarily need any technical ability to build it, but mm -hmm. something in there is still broken. It doesn't work right. Yeah. So you can pay usually the company that like GoDaddy has a service, I'm yep. sure, and Wix, Wix and all these. Um, or you might pay somebody who's a contractor. No one you're related to. <laughs> no one you're related to. That's the rule, right? Yeah. And I mean, think of this as I'm, I'm going to have to go back to using the house analogy. Okay. Don't paint if your foundation is cracked. Yeah. 
right? So fix your foundation first, which is what we're talking about, mm -hmm. and then work on the yeah. work on the pretty stuff. So next, um, in in regards to your website, still, if you've got a website, the next step up that you're going to want to take is to make sure you've got the ability to do some email marketing yeah. to everybody who comes to your website. And if you've got an e-commerce site, you may have this capability already built in. Mm -hmm. You know, you get, what we're talking about first is autoresponders. Mm -hmm. So what you want is for your website to uh, make people feel welcome and communicated with, even if you don't pick up the phone and call them immediately. Yeah, and, and I think it's, well, we start at the first the first step is your website needs to have the ability to um, have a place where your customers can easily sign up to receive more information from you if they would like to. Yep. So um, that's something technically that you may have to hire somebody to help you get set up. Or it's or, built into tons of websites. Yeah, or it's built in, um, but you're, or you might not have an email um, uh, software that you use like MailChimp or Constant Contact or right. one of these. So, if that's the case, then you might want to look into doing that. Give your customers the opportunity to sign up and get information from you. So that, I think that's the first step yeah. is to have that um, and then take that to the next level and build out some emails. So if a customer fills out the form, you can uh, have an automatic reply to that email. And Thanks for signing up. Here's some great information about me. And from <laughs> in, in both areas, in both our, um, our brochure sites mm -hmm. and our e-commerce sites, we spend an unending amount of time and money on making sure that we give you guys the opportunity, an attractive opportunity to give us your information. Yeah. If you're interested and we're constantly working on the emails that we use to follow up and what we're going to say in them and, and to make sure that they're actually getting out and, and effective. Yeah. So it's incredibly valuable. If someone comes to your website, um, whether or not they came through an ad or not, you paid for them to be there. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about that. You know, how are you going to, if you had to hand somebody 20 bucks to walk into your store, would you just let them wander around and then leave without yeah. getting there, without wanting to talk to them, without getting their information, without, you know, no, here's 20 bucks. Have a nice day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's true. And the thing, all the time you spent to, um, get people to show up to the website, however that was, even if it's just in person handing out yeah. some business cards and flyers, you got people there with your time or your money. So part of number two in kind of perfecting your, your online store is to is go ahead and getting some email marketing set up um, and also making sure that there is an easy way for people to contact you. Yeah, and you did, uh, didn't you do a mini cast on email marketing? Yeah, we, I yeah. did. We did on just basically like sending an email and, and through MailChimp. It's pretty easy to do. Um, it's a really popular software that's out yeah. there. Um, there's a bunch of other ones that are just as easy and great to work with. I don't so, know about just as easy. Yeah, well, Mailchimp is pretty easy, yeah. and they'll let you do <laughs> your first two thousand customers are free. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, but they don't pay us. But the, so, the that's a good point. So, we should um, find somebody to pay us. To yeah, talk about that. <laughs> uh, but there's a bunch out there. Check them out. And but really, what you want to do is you want to easily get it integrated into your website. If you have to pay somebody to do this, please um, do. Yeah, you can talk to um, whoever provides your. If you have a, I'm sorry, I'll back up a second. If you have a website builder like Wix yeah. or Shopify or GoDaddy where you just did it on your own or um, somebody helped you do it, and then you're gonna wanna go ahead and contact them and say, hey, I wanna be able to connect 
email marketing and yeah. they'll tell you some options that you can have. And, and, I, and I know that we have, you know, I think the nature of most of our customers, they're kind of do-it-yourselfers. Yeah. Right? So don't do this yourself. That, that's, what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This, yeah. is, this is your setting aside um, dollars <clears throat> specifically for marketing. And this is one of the things that you could, you could probably figure out. Mm-hmm. But what I want you to do is I want you to recognize it as being a valuable investment of your cash. And that's why we're talking about this being on the paid marketing side. Yeah. So if you can get somebody to help you get this integrated, get set up in MailChimp or Constant Contact or one of these, right. and get some emails created for you that you, it was your idea. You said, all right, I'm envisioning how I want my customer kind of journey to be. They come to my website. I say, hey, sign up to keep in touch. Yep. Or I'll give you a coupon or whatever it might be. Then at first they get them an email that thanks them and provides them the coupon. And then in a week later, I want to send them to um, my Facebook page to follow me there and my yep. other social media accounts. And then uh, a few days after that, I want to tell them to go check out my YouTube channel because I got videos on there or where to see pictures of my work, how to contact me, let yep. them know an event that I'm going to be in, uh, that I'm at. You know, every Sunday I do this market. Yeah, those are all great automated, automated emails that you should send. And there's tons of people out there that you can hire to create this for you. And um, like in MailChimp or something like that, and then just hand you the keys. Yeah. And then you can go in there and edit it or, you know, if you still want to DIY. And there's tons of people out there. It's a great investment of those marketing dollars going down the line. That's the approach I actually take in consulting and things like that. I usually find somebody to figure things out and do it. Yeah. And then I pay them and then I'll go in and edit it. So yeah. I, li- I like that pattern a lot. Now, the next one that you put down here I thought was great for you to remember, thank you, is to make sure that, you, um, that you're tracking your site mm-hmm. um, and that you, you have the technical back end done for Google Analytics and your Facebook Pixel. Yeah. Now, Google Analytics is a dashboard that Google provides um, that will tell you the number of people that have been to your site over time. They'll tell you what regions they're from, um, their age group. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you um, how many people came to your site and left immediately, how many people stayed around, how many people purchased something online. If you do that, it is is the the dashboard for your online business life. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and, and the example we gave before when we were talking about this was in your store, in your storefront, Um, You can physically see people walking in and out. You can see the area of the store people gravitate to. Um, Your staff, if you have an employee, can can, um, tell you, oh, yeah, people really like this shirt. People talk about this. And you can see the flow. You even right. have, might even have cameras that you can yeah, watch yeah. it on fast forward and watch people move through the store. And that's what retailers do. But in an online store, you can't see that. It's really a mystery unless you turn on some software that will help you track all of that. Yeah. And then you can see what's the most popular area of your online store. If you have an area that says um, custom fashion, yeah, and a lot of people are going there, you know that the people that are attracted to your website think that area is interesting and you should do something within that area more. I, I was doing this just over, just over the weekend where I was looking at um, advertising results. We do uh, Google ads and what I would do is I would see the keywords that people walked into our digital store for mm-hmm. and then I looked at the bounce rate, which is the ones who kind of poked their head in the door and left. Yeah, wrong store. Right, wrong store. So the the lesson in that, for example, would be that I put out, I put something in my store window mm-hmm. that attracted people's attention to come in. 
but they took one look at everything that was inside and it did not match their expectations. Yeah. So that's a bounce rate and that's something that, that Google will teach you over time. So it's really valuable. And on the Facebook Pixel side, mm -hmm. it, it's the other way around. That's so you can track things that, um, that happen on Facebook with Facebook ads and Facebook visits. Yeah, and you can go, and then you're going to be able to go in and uh, and see what's happening in for in regards to Facebook ads and things like that. You'll be able to see what's happening on your website in conjunction with Facebook. Yep. Uh, how many people are coming, and Facebook will also go ahead and provide you some information, um, like Google will, on stats, on users, and back and forth. But yeah, connecting all that stuff together is really important. It is. Um, it's not very complicated. Usually, right. you can get it done for pretty cheap. Yep. Um, or if you call up, say, GoDaddy or whoever you work with, they probably can tell you the spot where you can just um, do it yourself. Do it yourself. Yes, but, but if all, you of, it, all of it is worthy. All of it is worthy of spending money it's on. It's worthy of spending money on. So I really think that um, do not spend hours fumbling yeah, on yeah. this to give it you, up. You go sell some t-shirts. Yes, go sell So some you can pay somebody to do this. And there's plenty of contractors out there that you can find that can get you set up on Google Analytics for very inexpensive. Yep. You're not looking to create a crazy uh, custom-made dashboard that's going to cost you $4,000. You're looking to get some code put on yep. and somebody show you where to get it. Yep. So um, number three, so now your yeah. online is healthy. Yeah. If you've, and if there's a, another thing here about skipping some of that, because if you don't have a website mm -hmm. or it's not very complicated websites, very simple, or you don't have an e-commerce store, you might skip over this. Part, yeah. Right? You, you, you could have, but it's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> you already listened to it. Yeah. So you may as well get a website. So um, number three is um, almost two A, you know, or two A and yeah. B. But number three is your physical marketing collateral stuff. Yeah. What is what is everything about your business? So if you do like most of our customers do, the vast majority of your business is local. Mm -hmm. What is that? What are the pieces of that image that you present to the community and your potential customers, and go through them one by one and see what needs to get better? Just like to, yeah, like your business cards. Yep. Any flyers or brochures or pamphlets that you've created to to pass out. Yeah. Um, if you go to shows or events, any signage that you have, you know, if you have yeah. a tablecloth, does it have your logo on it? Do you have a nice sign? Um, are you still using things that you've drawn by hand or is it time to get something printed up nicely? Right. You can spend some money on this stuff and, and you and, can eat up some good marketing money with this. And I would too. I mean, if you have a printed brochure or you have your business cards and you have to draw a line through anything, get new stuff printed. Yeah. If you have stuff that's not accurate, um, but you, but it's because it's old. Yeah. But you still have 500 of them in your garage. Recycle them and get something new. I know the thing. It I, is so hard to do this too. Yes, I and I get it. How too. many years of catalogs did oh, we throw away? So, so many. It's it's unfortunate. And the thing is, is I know everybody listening to this is trying to figure out how to save every yeah absolutely of everything they've done, and it's really hard. I, I just. I don't think this person listens to this podcast because it was in a different group. But I okay. saw somebody this weekend oh, yeah. ask what ask what what should I do with the little bit of thread from when I do color changes on my embroidery machine, like where you feed the thread through yeah. and then cut it, and you got these uh, one two foot long strips of thread, mm -hmm. and it's like nothing. 
you know, and and it's like it's even that little bit of thread was painful of this person to get rid it's of. It's a waste. It. So it's going to be painful to throw away those business cards or or recycle them or whatever you want to do. But um, but it's seriously, it's not that expensive. Yeah. And once you get rid of all of the old stuff, you have to let go of the emotional connection, the hours you spent designing, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. You can get a new brochure, new business cards done very inexpensively. They'll look terrific. Yeah. And you can be really proud that everything is accurate on them. And it looks fresh and new. And, and I'll tell you this, once you've done it a bunch of times, you don't have the same emotional connection to all yeah. that stuff. And you can go ahead and you can let it go. <laughs> and right. go ahead and get and then when you get something new and fresh it feels great you're proud to hand it out and definitely if you have to white out something or scratch or a marker through it you want to get rid of that this is money well worth spent um, spending you're not going to see that in that's when you go to a restaurant that doesn't manage themselves well and they have things on the menu that they don't serve anymore yeah and they have their old <clears throat> prices like with the where they added more it's money awful. on top yeah, of the Yeah, it's awful. You, you're not going to go to a professional, uh, like a, a Outback type of brand. All of their menus are yeah. going to be perfect. They're going to serve everything that's on there. It's going to look great. And then eventually they know those menus are going to be recycled and new ones are going to come into play. Yep. And you've got to do the same thing for your business. Yeah, and imagine that you're, you're attending like a local market and there's a couple of competitive vendors there and you hand them the... Um, trifold from 2017, the little brochure that you did in Word, yeah. and had printed, um, and the next person down the road leaves them with an up-to-date up price list and a beautiful brand new brochure, they're going to get back at the end of the day and look at the two, and they're going to make their choice. Yeah, and, so. and I would say, um, generally speaking, don't use your home inkjet printer to print these things. You know, some folks will still do this, even when their business has gotten to a pretty big size. Yeah, they'll still go home and they'll hit print and print fifty things on their HP, you know, little printer at home. Yeah, that costs you so much more yeah, money do than getting, a, getting awesome stuff. Made. There's there's a FedEx Kinkos or UPS store or whatever they are everywhere. Yeah, and there's places like um, Got Print and Vista Print. You and can get them. these places online where you can get this stuff done. So invest in that. That's the next thing to do, and. Um, and then one that you you had mentioned was yeah. samples. Yeah, so I like this, especially if you, um, um, you know, if your business is local, you're you're talking to people all the time. Then you should have great samples that you can show of everything that you do mm -hmm. and everything that you want to do. So if you did a jacket back once with your embroidery and it was on a um, you know a high end Nike um, warm up jacket, mm -hmm. then do another one and have it a sample. Have it as a sample, so you might sell something for 110 bucks. Yeah, you know, um, do a, a bunch of caps with your logo on it and give it away. Yeah, and I, like, the, and this is a, not only money but some time investment too. Yeah, um, I was just saying, I went to a store this weekend and they were giving away promo hats. Yeah, the embroidery was sharp. It was a small little logo in the corner, so I know it, it couldn't have been more than gosh, 1,200 stitches maybe. Okay. It was a little tiny logo yep. and it was embroidered on the cap. It was on a nice cap and they were giving them away. I took one and wore it. I, you know, I wore it all weekend and um, I can I can have any hat I want, you know? Right. <laughs> so people for, will like that stuff. And, yeah, and, and for you, that's a win because you're going to sell more hats that way. Yeah. 
that company is not going to sell more hats. Yeah. That wasn't the goal. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So I think you take an opportunity to create some freebies to give away, show off what you can do, show off your best work, yep. spend a little bit of money on samples that are for giveaway, yep. spend a little bit of money on samples that are um, in your showroom or that you could bring on a mobile showroom if you don't have a, a physical place where you bring customers, but you go out to see them. Yeah. And I, I would say that it's much less painful to spend this money and to give samples away. You know, um, right now, if many people that are doing samples, they're taking shirts out of their stock. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's like they're, they're giving away their money, you know, out of, out of the stock in their garage instead of once you've already spent the money on garments and supplies and allocated it specifically to samples, then it's, it's, you're looking at it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a different perspective. You won't feel bad about it. You'll be more likely to engage somebody with those samples than one that you found in your drawer because you couldn't use it. Yeah. You know, and anything that uh, looks bad has been uh, damaged, stained, ripped, torn, or just hasn't been replaced in years. Yeah. Um, it's probably time to let some of that go and replace yep. it with some fresh stuff, um, some fresh styles. And, uh, and this is, I think also, this is an opportunity for, for you to um, level up on what you sell. Yeah. Because in the custom apparel business, it's the most popular stuff most purchased stuff is the cheapest. Yeah. Right. In quantity, yeah. because it's easy to find the cheapest shirt, put a logo on it for a low price and then sell it and make a profit that way. You can typically, and you always will make a larger profit if you're selling a more high end item, it's absolutely the values perceived better. So this is an opportunity to go where you buy, um, wherever you get your apparel from and buy some of the really nice stuff. Like Coleman and Company. Yeah, like Coleman and Company. Because like we have this backpack that's like, uh, it's like $50, $60 wholesale backpack. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's something that you would spend $100 for at Target or Staples or yeah. one of those. Get one of those, put a logo on it. Yeah. And display that thing, you know. And, 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 I, and I, I know many of you are going, well, I could never sell a $100 backpack. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, you've never shown anybody a $100 backpack, so you don't know. Yeah. And I'll tell you that this is exactly the approach that Coldessi takes. If you've ever um, gotten a sample from us for Digital Heat FX or our DTG printers, we use the DT104 100% um, cotton black shirt. Yeah. And we use that shirt because it is the best shirt that we've been able to find for that technology. It looks amazing. Yeah. I just did 20 washes on a, on a DTG shirt and both the shirt and the print look terrific. Yeah. I think wholesale on it is $4 and 78 cents. Yeah. That is not an inexpensive blank shirt, but uh, I'll tell you what, if you get one of the samples, um, you'll be really impressed. Yes. And the thing is, is I was just at, I was at Disney this weekend um, at just at a store, mm -hmm. you know, as just shopping in one of the stores. And, you know, and looking at a shirt and, and the guy that works there is like, oh, I, I love this shirt, actually. It's so cool. And he's like, oh, you got to feel this one, too. It's just a T-shirt. And he's like, oh, this, the quality of the shirts here are really nice. And, they're, and you know, it's like a $50 T-shirt. Yeah. And, but you pick it up and you feel it and you're like, 
Yeah, this it is. A nice shirt. Yeah, and it is. people will appreciate that all the time. People, people just don't like t-shirts that don't feel good. They'll buy them, right? But they don't like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so this is an opportunity for you to step up your game. I guess is the point of that whole conversation. Invest in some good samples, stuff that you want to sell people. Yep. That you know that they'll be excited to buy, and they'll be proud to wear. Yeah. And we'll tell other people, you know, go to this shop. They have this great t-shirt, this great hat. It was, the quality was amazing. It's a few bucks more, but it's worth it. And and I think that this is the time to talk about um, doing the same for yourself. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if it's just you, if you've got a small staff, then you should 100% of your life wear what you sell, mm -hmm. wear what you do. You're in the unique position that you are in the apparel business. You should be wearing custom apparel with your logo on it. Mm -hmm. You should wear a custom cap with your logo on it pants, carry a bag, you know, if you do promotional products, all the pens that you use, your keychain, you should really just be a very high quality walking advertisement for your yeah. work. And so should your staff. And this is a marketing investment. Don't think about it like you're buying t-shirts at a store. Yeah. To wear, mm -hmm. think about it like I'm investing in my business because wherever I go, I wear cold Essie apparel. Yes. And you should, you should get the the highest end best shirt that you like that's comfortable for you that you're gonna be proud to wear yep that when you're talking to a potential customer you get to show them this shirt i can make you one like this yeah this is my favorite one you know and make sure that the print or the embroidery or the vinyl or whatever looks amazing yeah looks perfect because what you would like to do and that scenario is sell them the shirt that you're wearing or that your staff is wearing. That yeah. same one. That's and, the one that you should wear. And, Don't wear the cheap and, one. And it's going to have a story too because, you know, you're going to be able to say, and you know what the best part is? I've had this for six months. Yeah. I wear it twice a week. Yeah. You know, it still looks amazing. And especially if you sell bling. Mm -hmm. If you sell bling and you're not wearing amazing bling shirts whenever you go out, you are missing thousands of dollars of opportunity because... Women will stop you in the grocery line because I've heard this from more than one yeah. post-bangle mm -hmm. owner in particular, um, and, uh, and they get stopped all the time. Where did you get that shirt? Funny you should mention that. I just printed my new business card. Yeah. You know, here you go. Yeah, that's a, that's a fact right there. So, um, so anyway, uh, get your physical stuff down. Yep. Your all, anything that's printed, any signage, uniforms for yourself and samples, invest your money in that. Because these are all things in this order that are going to make you money. Yeah, so, we and we and we picked these things specifically in this order. Yeah. So um, if you don't have a, an online presence at all, that's the only time you get to skip ahead to number three. Yeah. Because I, I want you to do these things before you get to number four. So number four, uh, is, tell us about it. Is, um, is get ready to test ad strategies. So you're going to set aside some money to test different ways to advertise your business. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about testing advertising, it's never um, send out one postcard. And see if people call. And see if yeah. people call. It's never place one ad in a community newspaper and see if you sell anything. Right? Advertising is a strategy. It's not an event. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do is kind of take up, take this lump of cash and divide it up into, and choose the advertising methods you'd like to try, divide it into equal portions, mm -hmm. and then invest. Yes, and um, 2020 for you might only be testing. 
Yeah. It might, it might just actually only be testing stuff. And the reason is some of this stuff is going to take some commitment from you. Right. So if you're going to test out going to um, like market shows or live events or trade shows where you're going to have a booth, you're probably going to have to, if there's an event in September, you're probably booking it now. Yeah. And even if you're testing out different local markets, you know, it's not like, you know, you do one sh one Saturday show in yeah. St. Pete, one Saturday show in Tampa, and then pick. Yeah, because the first Saturday it rained. Yeah, the second Saturday there was a there was a football game in Tampa, so nobody mm -hmm. came to the market. You know, you've got to strategize your tasks. And folks who go to these markets and events and trade shows will tell you, you know, some of them are just just champion winners and yeah. others are a bust. Yep. And it's hard to say why. And everyone will speculate why. Oh, you know, oh, well, this was Saturday before Super Bowl Sunday. People didn't want to. But they don't know. You don't know. So you got to commit to some of these things. So um, a few things we wrote are just, um, you know, Facebook or kind Google, of Google ads. type of ads. What, what, I, what I like about these, though, is that, you know, in, within 45 days, you have a good indication of whether or not they're going to work. Yeah. And this is a good opportunity to test. It's again, it's not putting a um, hundred bucks in for a week and seeing if anybody buys something. Yeah, forget you gotta that. commit to this stuff. So if you're gonna do Facebook or Google ads, you're talking, I, I would say two months. Okay. You know, two months is a time, 45 days, probably a bare minimum uh, for you to try different things out, get yeah. it rolling. And, and since people are always going to ask 100% of the time, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, for each one of these strategies that you're gonna test, you should be able to, to invest a thousand to $1,500 at least. Mm -hmm. Does oh, that make just sense? in general for any of these. Yeah, for, yeah. So for Facebook or Google, you know, if you're going to test Facebook ads, plan on over a couple of months spending a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks to see what's going to work. If you are um, doing local ads, mm -hmm. you know, then like a, uh, you know, in a school newsletter, yeah, or you know, on a menu <laughs> in a Your diner that one. nobody goes to. <laughs> Yeah, or it, or um, your chamber of co local chamber of commerce will yeah. allow sponsorship of uh, emails or newsletters or on their website or something like that. These all of these things are typically going to be some sort of a package deal. Mm -hmm. Whether it's it doesn't matter what it is for local advertising, a park bench, a billboard, mm -hmm. um, a menu, a school sign, um, whatever it is, they typically are going to want you to purchase it in some sort of a bundle or for some sort of a period of time. Yeah. And you should be doing that because that's it's going to take some time for people to do it. And if you consider um, the last podcast, we mentioned like how um, some schools will have like banners, yeah, that that um, of sponsors, like yeah. on the gate in the front of the school where you drop kids off or pick them up. And somebody might drive by that fourteen times, yeah, twenty eight times before. It's the day when they needed custom apparel. Yeah, that's not the kind of thing where you're gonna they're gonna put up the banner on the fence. Yeah. And then you're gonna get like eleven phone calls that night. No, it's gonna be it's over time. And the same with everything else. If you sponsor um, youth sports, yeah. you know, and you sponsor one of the teams and you have uh, signage up at the sporting event and things like that, it might take you uh, half of a season before yeah. some people start to respond. Maybe, to maybe you're going to test getting your car wrapped with the name of your business or something yeah. like that too. You know, as long as I've got a note here, as long as you test three things, because mm -hmm. what I don't want is for you to pick one of these things and then it does not work. Mm -hmm. uh, I was about to say, and it failed, Yeah, but 
but that's not true. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work for your business. Yeah. Right. So, and this is what you're trying to find out. You're trying to find out which one of these works for your business. So if you have $3,000, I want you to divide that into three and figure out a way to try three different things. Yeah. If you have $1,500, I want you to work on 500 bucks worth of stuff. You know, so just test three things, figure out what works, and then you can circle around and continue to do that. And you know what? Um, you had mentioned um, the car wrap thing, which we didn't. We haven't really spoken about that. Yeah. I think there's, there's opportunity there for the right business, for the right custom apparel. I, I, I've seen like a lot of very successful customers when they come in for demonstrations yep. on their next piece of equipment. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, One Stop Lori Consoli mm -hmm. shop. Their, their vehicle is wrapped beautifully, even with rhinestones. Oh, you know, yeah. on the glass yeah. and everything, and I know that gets them business. Yeah, and and uh, it's frequent when you see somebody coming in here who owns a shop that is successful. Yep. For a time, if they don't have a wrap, they at least have um, Magnetic large magnets sign, yeah. or large stickers on the on on it, and so that's free for you to do. Yeah. So, um, well, not completely free because you probably have to pay to get. Something yeah, I mean, you'll pay to do it, but, but. Uh, not compared to advertising, it's free. Right. You know, if you were to pay um, somebody <coughs> else to do that, so I would recommend you can invest in that. Uh, I'm not sure of a full car wrap these days. What that? Me costs. neither. If you know. Then um, send us a message. Yeah, I'm really kind of curious. I think I'm good to get because that's you know awesome. what I want to get. I want to get yeah. like that the matte wrap. You know, that yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, that does look really cool. You should do that. Um, okay, so um, the next thing, the the we're up to number five, and mm -hmm. remember we're kind of going in our in our order of preference, um, which is counterintuitive because you'd think that all we really want to do is sell equipment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's yeah, this no, is number you. five. We want you to invest in new products. And, uh, and this is, you know, maybe you're not buying a new piece of equipment to test. Maybe mm -hmm. you're buying, um, maybe you're uh, buying transfers to test. Yeah. Or maybe you're, you're uh, buying products from somebody else to two-step two to test. Yeah, we have a lot of folks here that come in to purchase an embroidery machine that will say, um, I have a sign shop. And I started doing vinyl t-shirts. Yeah. And then I had some embroidery requests and I've been outsourcing it for the past year. I'm ready to bring it on board. Yeah. That's a path you can take too, where you, maybe you do one thing, then you, all right, I'll invest in a cutter and some vinyl because it's a modest investment. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. can do t-shirts and maybe that's where you are right now. Right. Um, and then if you, if you consider embroidery, you can outsource for a while till it's time, the right time for yeah. you to pick up the equipment. And, and because this is really what to do with marketing dollars, you know, what we want you to do with this is think about how you can expand your, expand your business or expand your um, offering uh, by testing out new things. Yeah. So for example, if you are a screen print shop and you've been turning away small orders, you know, maybe you want to get some, uh, get a vinyl cutter or get a, um, a white toner printer like Digital Heat Effects or mm -hmm. just order the transfers and offer this to customers for a couple of months to see if it's something you want to bring in-house. Or maybe you um, you know, you never do hats and you decide to do hats for a yep. short period of time or UV or, um, or really anything. Yeah, and it's like buying a cat press is not, I wouldn't necessarily put that under marketing dollars spent. Right. However, you're talking about this isn't, 
just marketing, you know, that we're talking about here because marketing dips into every portion of your business. Yes. And so if you see the opportunity to make money selling hats, that investment on the cap press is similar to the investment in the samples that we talked about earlier. Absolutely. Where it's like you see this as an opportunity, you purchase this, you use it to create things. Those things you create are used to get new customers. Yeah. So there's op- there's a lot of opportunity, but this uh, uh, this step here, it's, I think it is important to understand that you're doing other things first to get successful. Right. Because what you don't want to run into is a situation where um, you're not making any money and you can't do well and you can't sell anything. So you think, the, oh, the solution is buy a vinyl cutter. Right. That might not be the solution yet. Yeah, I, I agree. You want to make sure, too, that you're able to focus on whatever it is you're doing trying to be successful. Yeah. So at this point, you've already made sure that you are easy to find online and that mm-hmm. all that's technically right. You uh, perfected your online, uh, your website and your e-commerce site. You've done all your physical marketing collateral. You've picked your test ad strategies. Mm -hmm. And now you're looking at the product expansion part Mm -hmm. of what you might do for your marketing dollars. And then there's the last one here, number six. Yep. Which um, I kind of like this one. This is one that's always one of my favorite things. Me too. I, I think this is more number six because it definitely has an impact on your business. Yeah but it doesn't have the first impact on your business. Mm -hmm. Like these other marketing things, it's kind of like branding for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like we only recent, Coldesi, only recently started doing ads just so you'd remember the name Mm Coldesi, which is branding ads, because we didn't care. Mm -hmm. We want you to buy embroidery machines and DTG printers. Now we're at a point where we care, um, that's kind of the where where this is. Yeah. So making your delivery as best as it can be. Yeah. So you may already have a nice delivery, meaning that you this is how you produce the shirts. This is how you get them to the customer. Mm-hmm. And but you can further invest in this by stepping up that game. Bit. Yeah. We actually talk about packaging and delivery materials. Like we've we've both brought in items that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Because they were beautifully and nicely packaged. You know, like uh, I think I've mentioned it in in an episode when I got my ring doorbell. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was one of the most pleasant experiences. I felt really good about spending the money just because the way they packaged it made it easy to set up. You know, think about that from your perspective, from whatever you're selling. You want somebody to get it and say, wow, this is better than I expected. Yeah. And and so this is, um, you know, getting branded boxes. Uh, tagging your shirts, putting hang tags on your shirts, the little plastic bags. Yeah, and you know sometimes it's like this. This six, it's like I, I, I feel I'm a little malleable in where I can drop this in. Yeah, because um, the and the reason is is um, depending on how poorly you're doing it now. You, you might could need be to killing shoot your it all the way to the top. Yeah. So, um, well, well. Plus, let me ask you something. Yeah. About how many packages does Coleman and Company ship every month? Uh. 1500 2000 Right. So yeah. when you ship a couple of thousand packages a month, mm-hmm. you're very focused on the packages. Yeah. Right. So I would I would agree. I think if you're doing a bad job, you know it. Um, you're putting stuff in a, uh, a blue, you know, generic grocery bag yeah. and you're dropping it off to customers. Then you you need to prioritize this pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't and it doesn't need to be crazy. I mean, ours is simple. We use boxes, um, Coleman and Company tape. 
Yep. And we have the packing slip in there, and we just our 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 shipping philosophy is get it there fast, not broken. Yep. Um, you know, and this way because you have to be able to get that stuff, so um, you the listener there now, can make money. Now, right? one of, one of my favorite things about Coldesi is. Mm. That if you buy a $20,000 piece of equipment, mm -hmm. we do put microwave popcorn in the box. <laughs> so, so that, so no, we do, we do like when you get a piece of equipment, yeah. you get a, generally you get a box that's branded, you know, cold mm -hmm. SE or digital heat effects. Um, you get a webcam, mm -hmm. you know, inside the box for service. You get instructions. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a nice presentation. Yeah. 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 And so I would say. You can jump number six to the top if, when you deliver your shirts, you um, make all the shirts, you pile them on a table, and then you reach your arm underneath to kind of fold them all in half and put them back into the box that you got, like uh, your one company box. Yeah. And fold it up with not even tape, but do that, you know. Stop that. Fold yeah, thing. stop that. And then you bring put that in the car, and that's how you bring it to your customer. Um, although they may have never complained that they got that, and it's they might not know to complain really because the experience of digging through those shirts, where are the smalls? You yeah, know, it's like, that's right. the most annoying thing, and you know it is because you decorate apparel and having a pile of shirts and figuring out do I have any mediums? There's one, you yeah. know, pull it out. It's like looking for something at TJ Maxx. Yeah, and. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so if you're delivering it like that, I would prioritize this a little bit more and step up and say, okay, what can I do a little bit better than this? Yeah. It's just like if your website is already broken. Yes. You know, then yeah. you prioritize that. So so I, I like that approach. And I would say that we've got some example here, you know, branded boxes, tags, mm -hmm. um, custom, you know, custom tags for the back of the shirts, hang tags making sure there's a packing slip that itemizes everything, mm -hmm. then maybe maybe you put a, a thank you card in there. Thank you card. You know, a, a freebie if you, if you like a, that's a great. hat or a koozie. Or a coupon for a your coupon. next order. Yeah. You know, something you want them to, to be comfortable opening up the order, make it obvious that they got what they ordered, mm -hmm. uh, make, it, make sure that everything is clean, and they just have a good impression of you and your company. Yeah. And if you, if you do deliver, um, because plenty of folks out there, they say, well, I got a box in the mail from when I ordered my apparel. I got a Port & Company box, and it's still in good condition. I don't want to throw that away. It feels wasteful. Yeah, right? I agree. Which I, I understand that. Yep. Um, there's, there's something about being conscious about um, wasting and not wasting things. So, But stickers are really inexpensive. Yeah. And you can really do some nice stuff with it. So you can get a pretty big sticker printed, you mm -hmm. know, for the every order will cost you a buck. Yeah. And then you can put that on the box and, it, and or on the top of the box or buy the custom tape. And when you tape it up, you can do some things where you can still be conscious about um, not being wasteful, but step up the way it looks. Yeah, I do. I do want to caution you guys, though, if you are using, which is really common, the box your shirts came in. Yeah. Um, that has uh, Sanmar or one of the other, or TSC Apparel, one of the other wholesalers on it. If you're using that box, then their name is on it. Yes, and your customers, your customers are going to, they're going to Google it. They're going to find, oh, look, I can find that same shirt in 57 other places. Yeah, that's a, that's a good you know, point. So, and, uh, so, which, well, I'll tell you what. I would never, ever deliver it in that box. Yeah, okay, no, you know that. I get it. But I don't, I'm not afraid of, throwing things out and recycling things and right. getting rid of things that don't look good. 
Um, so I would never do that. Yeah, I get it. I probably would. But I'd wrap it in the uh, brown paper. You know, you get rolls of brown yeah, paper. Yeah, maybe you could do That's that. That's classy. Brown. Yeah. Right, right. Blue sticks. Use a Sharpie. Use a okay. Sharpie on the outside. Cool. Well, we've got a bunch of things on how you can prioritize some of your marketing dollars in this episode. Hopefully, um, you've uh, left this with um, seeing some new opportunity. Yeah. And if you have some money to spend that's earmarked uh, for marketing, then I just want to say congratulations. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's amazing. Um, 100% or 90% of the businesses that fail don't consider marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, I think that the fact that you've got some cash and you're listening to this episode is a, is a testament to you yeah. and your business. And so it's going to be scary to go out there and say, gosh, I'm going to spend $2,500 in advertising in this local you know, XYZ. And maybe not make any money. And maybe, you know, it's scary. But, um, to, if that's what if you've been listening to this and you've been thinking really smart about your business, then uh, over all of this content, you kind of realize you should realize what niche you're in, yeah, where those people are, how to reach them, what message might resonate with them, and then the, if you're doing all of that and you're not just you know throwing a dart and hoping there's a dartboard somewhere in front of you, then uh, you're going to get some customers. That's great, I've done that. You know? <laughs> all right, guys, thanks very much for listening. This has been episode 117 from the Custom Apparel Startups podcast. Please, if you ha if this is your first episode, go listen to all of them. Yeah. Um, in order, start with number two. Um, and uh, and if you have the opportunity to remind to recommend the podcast. That'd be great. Um, or Cold Essie and Coleman and Company to um, to others in the business. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, so it. check out, um, you can check out Coldesi, C-O-L-D-E-S-I.com. Yep. And you can see all types of awesome equipment that we've got available. Yep. And uh, ColemanandCompany.com. Uh, just Google search Coleman and Company. You'll find no it. E in Coleman. <laughs> um, and uh, that's where we have our uh, all supplies and vinyl and, and uh Lots of things, yeah, right? Cool. E transfer papers and uh, embroidery supplies, thread. I can't think of it. Keep saying we stuff. We right have like 4,000 <laughs> products. All right, guys, thanks for listening. You, um, you all have a good business. Thank you.